last summer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So welcome to the podcast. This is the John Rosenberg podcast. Um, so introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, my name is Tony from uh, Alcor, Tennessee. A little coffee stain on the map. <laughs> okay, Alcoa. Alcoa, A L C O A. Okay, it might be a small town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real small town. Okay, so let's start uh, discussing. What's your take on um, racism in America? Have anything changed since the since the sixties? Given you, we all live in the South. So, what's your take on? I think a lot has changed on the uh, on the positive. I'm kind of different when it comes to racism because uh, I grew up uh, with a lot of white people and black people. Right. So, you know, as far as racism, I had to deal with it a little bit, but not like most people uh, claim that they dealt with it. So I think racism now, I think it's getting a little bit worse because people are not training their minds to to get over stuff, my opinion. Now, Westerners don't have to do economic first and foremost. Uh, it doesn't have to do, you know, we're all prejudiced. Everybody's prejudiced. Yeah. Because prejudice comes with your life experience. But racism have to do it with group economics. So, it's like, you know, it, it have to do with power, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It comes with power yeah. and, and economics. If you don't control the, the ins and outs, uh, you, you cannot be a racist. Uh, primarily, racism has to do with economics. But yeah. Prejudice, yeah, we all can be prejudiced because uh, from your life experience, whether it was negative or positive, um, you can have some biases. Um, but uh, racism has got to do with um, economics. And that's what I'm so what you- about us coming together and creating our own economics. Because black people collectively spend about a trillion dollars annually in the uh, U.S. economy. So if we combine our money together, we can be a better people. You understand? I understand that. But when I look at racism, and you say economically, do you think that makes it better or worse when we still try to stay segregated? economically no we have to come no he said you we have to unify we have to have a okay conduct and we have to unify so you say unify everybody not just black people well mostly black because we're at the bottom of the touring pole right now so that's why i say mostly african uh, so-called african-american black whatever you want to call yourself these days but what i'm saying see, is we have to have a code of conduct and we have to combine our resources together um that's how we can come up in the society. Um, if we don't do that, it's going to be a, a very, uh, it's going to be very bad for us moving forward. But we but need see, to I, do that. Uh, I think the time has come. We have to do that. When I look at economically, except us, the Chinese are yeah. doing it, the East Indians are doing it, the Russians are doing it. Um, and and, 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 and economics and, except us. We're not practicing group economics. Doctor Claude Anderson spoke about that on many occasions. We're not speculating, practicing good economics, but I think it doesn't make it right if the Chinese are doing it, the Russians are doing it, because everybody's so separate and so segregated. Um, I feel like there's a lot of black people with money economically. You know, like my brother, for instance, my brother's an anesthesiologist. We got black doctors, black lawyers, black business people right, right. That, that we don't even, as black people, we don't even acknowledge them. 
you know, we'll we'll take the, the 28 days out of the year to say Black History Month, but we will only acknowledge our black black people that are dead instead of acknowledging the black alive. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those that are alive doing things. So economically, you know, as far as if we would just do just basic stuff, you know, things would be a whole lot better. But America has trained our way of thinking that black people ain't got nothing. So we think we're at the bottom of the totem pole. But to me, in reality, we fall from the bottom of the totem pole. We we doing great economically, but America wants us to think that we not doing great. And so we training we training our young people to think that way. You know, um, we're training our we're training people to think that we don't have a choice and we do have a choice. There's a lot of positive black people, business people, good people doing good things. And I think so you said, you see you're it. saying now, let me iterate. You said that, that should be in the forefront. Um, those people are doing good. But a lot of those people, too, they pay by the high up. They want to do good to the black community, but they cannot do it because they're on the payroll. They might be, they have obligations. They are, you know, they can't really give back to the black community as, as freely as they want to because they have, they have, they have to follow some protocols. You understand? I, I think there's some people out there that have to follow protocols, but there are a lot of black people out there that don't have to follow a protocol, and they're just not doing anything. That's just, you know, my opinion. I, I agree with you. There are some people um, that have to follow. Yeah, yeah. When, when you, and to me, when you talk about Hollywood and uh, like New York City and Hollywood, places like that, to me, that's like a different ball game because they in a whole nother set of, uh, my opinion, they, they got a whole nother set of rules. You see what I'm saying? Right. So how, Versus, do, you, how do you feel about the boule? Do you think the boule is a big keeper in the black community for us uh, achieving our goal? What is your take on the boule? I really don't know much about that. Um, when I look... Society. I, I don't I don't really get in that secret society stuff. I'm but, just we're just having a dialogue, brother. I'm not trying to Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I understand. I, I just don't know much I don't know much about that. I don't know much about that. Well the bully is a is a is is a Freemason in the black community. They're mostly based in New York and, and in uh, in Atlanta. Okay. They're very prominent in the black community, you know, they're very prominent when it comes to certain things, certain aspects, when it comes to politics, health, they're very prominent. So they 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 are the gatekeepers in the black community, okay. so, so to speak. Okay. So the higher ups, you know, your bankers, your international bankers, whenever they try to push some new deals, they have to go to the boule first. And the boule have to sign on it before they can implement it. Okay. You know yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's why I think those people they really stop us collectively from from uh, from progressing as a whole, as a people of color in this country. Okay, yeah. That doesn't mean that individually. Yeah, like you just said earlier, you said individually, there's a lot of black people that's doing very well. Yeah. Individually, but collectively, we're not doing as well as we should. Yeah, I think I think we could all do better, but I think it comes from training the way that you think and what you should do. If we start, you know, training our young younger generation and people now, you know, to start owning your own businesses and, and being an entrepreneur and getting into politics, 
and put yourself in a position, you know, to do these things. See, we don't really train our people that. We train our people to get a job at a plant, you know, work for yeah, somebody. Like, you know, we don't want one that does that. Other nations they don't do that. The Japanese you don't they don't tell the children to go work for somebody. Exactly. They don't tell people. They, they don't tell, tell the them children that. to create for themselves, like to have their own businesses. Exactly. Even the so called Arabs, when you talk to them, I talk to many of them and they say, What you tell your children? They say, No, I want my children to have their own business. Yeah. I don't want my child to go work for somebody else. Exactly. And we don't so that's the, that's the what that's what they they push to their children. That's why when their children grow up they want to Let's have their own businesses instead of working for somebody else. And see, that's why you that people call the so-called American dream and things of that nature ain't everybody's American, American dream. <laughs> yeah, the American dream is a facade, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just a facade, you know. Exactly. It's not real. It's not really reality. Like I said, um, if you look at maybe back in the days, you couldn't make that argument, but um, now in this day and age. It's a facade. Yeah, it's a facade now. And, but people... You know, people say it all the time. You become redundant. Yeah. They say it all the time. So now I'm trying to train my kids. You know, I got five children. And right. I'm training them, you know, trying to train their way of thinking. You know, I want them to think yeah, on... I want them... Their way of thinking. Yeah. Just going to college is not for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. If you fall back on, you have to have like a, a business or something, a business plan. Yeah. Whatever is whether you if you're a chef, if you're a painter, a mechanic, or if you're a, a stylist, whatever you're good at, you can implement that to create your own business. Yeah, you got to You don't have to go work for somebody for a paycheck when you can create your own business. Exactly, and see that's why you know I I, I wish I'd have known that I'm 34 years old, and you know I'm just now realizing that at 34. You know, I got yeah, I, because we wasn't taught like yeah, that. Even like that. yeah. Only way is to get an education to get a job. But if you look at all the nations, they don't teach their children stuff like that. No, uh -uh. they always want to see entrepreneurship. It's like go we'll get create something that you're good at and make make money out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's science, whether it's mathematics, whether it is mechanic, engineering, if you can be good at that. That's your gift. You can use that gift to create your own business. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's why we have to. Yeah, you just said earlier, you have to train the kids' mind, not just to get a degree, but to go out there and create your own business. Yeah, create your own. Now you be independent because you know, you know, you know how they say first come first fire. In the corporate America, you know how corporate America is when you know people of color. You're the last to be hired, and the first to be fired. Yeah, that's the, that's how it is in, in America. I don't care what kind of company you work for. Whenever they downsize you, they always send the black people first. You always get fired first, and that's the reality of it. And and and, and with the reality of it, that means that we have to put ourselves in in position. And right. so even if you do go to school, put yourself in a position to where if you do work for a company. You're, you're in position to hire people from that company. Put yourself in a position, right. you know. And and, that, and to me, that's not just, uh, it's for everybody to think like that. You know, I don't just think just black people. Everybody should think like that. Because a lot of people are thinking about it except us. Yeah. And those of us who do think about it, about it like that, we don't share the knowledge. We keep it to ourselves. Yeah, we don't. We become so self-centered. Uh, it's all about, we become so arrogant. And we don't teach the next generation. 
about those skills. And it, kind of, it, it kind of backfired on us because other nations were doing that for their children. Yeah. For their children, children. Exactly. They don't keep the knowledge of themselves, they pass it on to their children. So the children can carry this legacy. And see, we got to start thinking. A lot of times we have a selfish way of thinking. We think of what is this going to benefit me right now instead of, right. instead of thinking about the future. Yeah, we don't think about the future. We just think about the now. Yeah, and I and we have to change ourselves to start thinking about the future, not the now. Yeah, I told my I told my kids the other day they was talking about the things that was going on with the police. And right. I said, well, you know how you can change it, right? I said, be a police officer. And I said, that's why that's why I feel so adamant about it. I said we should police our own neighborhood, and that would minimize the crime rate in our neighborhood. If, and well. Had to be able to police your own neighborhood. You gotta have. You gotta train these young people up to quit hating police and make a and make an effort to start being one yourself. You know. Yeah, I understand, but you cannot knock them from hating the police either. So uh, it, it, it's a, a lot, a lot of people. You and I know this. I grew up in New York City, and I live in Miami. So it's a catch twenty two when you said that. I understand what you where you're coming from. Yeah. Can I just hate the police? You have to police your own neighborhood. But my thing is, I don't like taking uh, people from the suburb and bring them to the, the, the urban area because they don't live in the urban area. They live in the suburb. So they have a different perspective of us. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I want to hire somebody that's from that neighborhood because they are more familiar with the people, vice versa, the, them, in retrospect, that, that minimize the, 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 the unjust shooting. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. if you know me, I know you. You're not gonna pull your gun out and shoot me. Yeah. Cause you know me and I know you. Oh yeah, I agree with so that. So when you don't know me and you see me with a hoodie on walking down the block, you might think I'm up to no good. No, I'm not up to no good. I'm just wearing a hoodie. It's cold outside. Yeah, I agree. We but saying you, the same thing. We saying the same thing. We say. We yeah, say. but our time is almost up. okay. <laughs> All right, man. It was good talking to you, John. Nice to meet you. But, uh, like I said, man. It's, uh, like I said, you can hit me up anytime and talk. Um, like I said, um. I'm John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. All right. And you're in Tennessee, right? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Alcoa, Tennessee, man. Anytime you want to hit me up, hit me up, man. It was nice meeting you. All right, you too, brother. You have a good day. All right, you too. All right, take care.